Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, um, this is the first time we have done a show together in the month of June, so I will say happy Pride. Thank you very Uh, much. I know you've been off the last few days celebrating um, uh, Pride, so I follow you on social media, so I've seen you've been living it up. In uh, in New York City in the Pride uh, exactly. Pride Month, so exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so everybody don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio broadwayradio.com slash patreon um, we are going to have a great episode of this week on Broadway that is actually going to be recording on Saturday this week with the guest uh, Nikita Burstein so if you want to be a part of this recording head over to patreon.com and uh, get involved in that so you can hear it before anybody else All right, Ashley, let's get into the news. On Wednesday, the New York Times reported that federal regulators have cited the Schubert Organization for four serious workplace safety violations and proposed a fine of $45,642 in connection with the death of a stagehand who fell from a ladder while working at the Winter Garden Theater last fall. We spoke about this at the time. He had been um, working basically on routine maintenance in between the move out of Beetlejuice and obviously ahead of the move in um, for Music Man. OSHA uh, issues citations for what they consider to be hazardous working environments. However, OSHA did say that they did not find these violations to be willful ones in which the employer, in this case the Schubert organization, intentionally or knowingly violated the law. The uh, the violations in question regarded, quote, a wooden ladder coated with a material that could obscure structural defects and two instances of a ladder used for a purpose for which it was not designed. We won't go through all of the details of of what happened to mm-hmm. Peter Wright, but he did fall about 50 feet from a platform that he was working in God. above the stage. Um, so what will happen now is that the Schubert organization and the government will have a a negotiating uh, a series of, of meetings where they try to figure out if they can come to some sort of resolution. Um, if mm-hmm. the, the Schubert organization does not like what happens in those meetings, they have the ability to appeal these rulings by OSHA. If they do neither of those, they will have to pay the proposed fine of $45,642. Actually, obviously, this happened in the middle of the pandemic, so it was a little weird in in the first place, um, especially because there wasn't any imminent you know, reason to be working in the Winter Garden. Um, So it's incredibly sad and tragic. Um, Yeah, because it was during the, it was during the Beetlejuice teardown, right? Is that what was happening? uh, I'm not sure if it was actually, I think they might've actually already moved out. The way the article describes it is that they were doing routine maintenance. So I think it was after, but it was in the fall. I mean, Beetlejuice had shut down obviously with everybody else in March and had been scheduled to close in June anyway. Although, Everything like in Beetlejuice that's uh, that's gone from this world might be coming back at some point. But anyway, um, but they were working in the fall. I guess at that point they might not have known when Broadway was coming back. So maybe they were trying sure. to get some stuff done ahead of Music, Music Man, Man potentially yeah. moving in. Makes sense. But it's just uh, terribly sad. I mean, I, you know, I 
I've never been, uh, you know, working with stagehands on a Broadway stage, but mm. I have worked with on a number of shows that, you know, you you just do things, you get stuff done. Sometimes you push, you know, you put ladders on platforms because the ladders aren't tall enough. And I get why you just kind of do stuff. I mean, obviously, the Schubert organization kind of, is yeah. the employer here. It's kind of a they mission to-, to get it done in whatever way Ex- possible. Exactly. Yeah. So, but obviously, the Schubert organization is responsible because um, he was working for them. And I am glad that OSHA said this, this wasn't some sort of purposely neglectful thing, but it's still sad. It's terribly tragic. Uh, you know, in, in a year with a lot of tragedies, this one seems even more so, I think, yeah. because it was something that, I mean, even though the COVID deaths were unnecessary, but it was unnecessary in a sure. way that like should have just been staying at home and, and waiting for things not, to get back. Yeah. Not doing maintenance in a theater when we didn't know when theater was going to happen again. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. last year was such a whirlwind that unfortunately this was kind of one of those things that slipped by and slipped out of my brain. Um, and didn't remember it happening until the articles came up on Wednesday. But as you said, it's just like, obviously, it, I mean, it doesn't seem like anyone was really at fault here. Schubert's don't seem like they were at fault here, which is what is stated in the case. But it's just, it, it was, it's so unnecessary. It's just a sad, yeah. unnecessary thing that ha- that happened. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a break from this sad and unnecessary news and talk about our good friends, our sponsors for this week, Upstart. Are you carrying a credit card balance month after month? It just seems to always be there and just gets bigger. Even if you don't actually spend any money on your credit card in a given month, well, you are not alone. Those high interest rates are designed to make it nearly impossible for you to pay off your credit card debt. But... Our friends at Upstart are the exact thing that you need to help and get yourself out from underneath those debts. So mm-hmm. join thousands of happy borrowers who made their final payment with Upstart. Yeah, as we've talked about with Upstart before, it's the fast, easy way to pay up, pay off your debt with a personal loan. You can do it all online. This is 2021 after all. So whether you're paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, what you do is you get a five-minute online rate check and you see your rate up front for loans between $1,000 to $50,000 and you receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. That's pretty darn fast. Yeah, absolutely incredible. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway. That's upstart, U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash Broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash Broadway. All right, Ashley, let's get back into the news, and we're going to stay on um, the more business side of the show business, because it was announced earlier this There's week- no that- business like show business. Uh, thank God. Um, <laughs> it was announced earlier this week that Mary McCall, who is the executive director of the Actors' Equity Association, will step down from her position after the expiration of her contract, which is coming up in the first month of 2022. She has been in that role since 2011. And she has kind of been the main point person when it comes to negotiations with the Broadway League and other producers and all of the other organizations that the Actors' Equity Association interacts with. Now, of course, this past year has been a very difficult one for Actors' Equity as we have, because <laughs> yeah. uh, we have documented um, for the past 15-ish months, um, the... 
there is no specific reason given for why McCall um, is not going to stay in that role, but she is uh, dedicated to staying through the reopening of the theater industry. She said in a statement, quote, my hope is that equity will cast a wide net for their next executive director so that historically marginalized members will see themselves reflected in staff leadership. While the search is ongoing, there is so much work left to do. The staff and I are committed to working through reopening to make sure that members return to a workplace where they not only feel safe, but that the culture begins to change so everyone feels they belong. Now, what I think is very interesting about this, Ashley, one of the things that we have criticized Mm. Actors' Equity for, and pretty much everybody else has criticized Actors' Equity for, is their lack of transparency and communication with their membership. Apparently, based off things I've seen on social media, this announcement was communicated to equity members via a press release that they saw in the media. Mm, They were not informed. These dues-paying members were not informed of this change. They found out like the rest of us. So I, I just feel like this isn't hard. Like being communicative to your membership, the people who you actually technically work for, should not be something that we are taking for granted or that we're surprised that it happens. Like this should be something that um, is just how business is done. Um, So I hope that whomever takes over this position um, beginning in January of 2022 realizes who is actually paying their salary and realizes who they are actually in fact working for, not just in like an employer situation, but like working on behalf of. Um, I I know that there are probably lots of things that the executive director of AEA can't share readily because they're part of negotiations and all that stuff. But like the big things, which doesn't seem to have happened during this past um, year and a half of pandemic, um, that needs to be a point of contention and and a point of focus for Actors' Equity moving forward. Absolutely. All that. Yeah, it seems like every time we talk about Actors' Equity, it comes down to just a lack of communication. And that's been the case, I mean, for a very long time, especially over the past year. So this is certainly interesting news to see. It's a matter of her not renewing her contract, but I feel like a lot of what's happened in the past year had to have been a contributor, contributing factor for that. Sure. Because it's just, it's constant negative news when it comes to actors' equity. And for all the right and wrong reasons, like it absolutely has deserved all the animosity that it's had pointed toward it. Yeah. And I'm sure how we are breaking this down is an oversimplification because we are not equity members. We don't know everything. We don't sure. know what's happening behind the scenes. Like we've said before, I, I've i met the folks at, at Actors Equity's office. They are great. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm sure that we this is just the forward facing issue and it might be not and as big of an issue problem. as we think. That's, exactly. that's, a, that's a problem because again, it comes down to communication. If the forward front, the forward facing issue is communication, then that is going to be, it, it's going to be organization wide. That's just the way yep. it is. All right, let's get into some actual show and casting news. And we've got a couple streaming theater bits that I wanted to talk about, Ashley. Um, first off, have you ever seen the musical Beehive colon, the 60s musical? <laughs> I have not. Okay, so it's one of those shows that like a lot of community theaters do. It's an all-female cast. Um, it's very mm. easy. It's a six-person cast. It's fun. It brings in the baby boomers who normally um, buy theater tickets. I have been 
in places either in Atlanta or Orlando where at least a half dozen theater companies have done this show and I have never seen it. Mm. However, I will be watching a virtual production of Beehive colon the 60s musical from the Paper Mill Playhouse later this month because they have assembled a phenomenal cast for this show. This will actually be the final show of their 2020-2021 streaming season. It will be available from June 12th through the 26th. It'll be um, directed by Casey Hushin, who is the Associate Resident Director for Mean Girls Aladdin and The Prom, a Casey Nicola um, um, devotee, obviously. But her cast includes... Ashley Blanchett, Emma Degerstedt, Adriana Hicks, Isabel McCalla, Anastasia McCleskey, and Mary-Kate Morrissey. Those are folks who have amazing voices. Uh, Mary-Kate Morrissey is a former Alphaba uh, on tour. Obviously, Isabel McCalla um, from The Prom. Emma Degerstedt was fantastic in... Uh, um, desperate measures off Broadway. Yeah. Adriana Hicks, obviously from the color purple and Hicks or in six. Um, just a really, really phenomenal cast and a show that I've had literally zero interest in will now get <laughs> yeah. me to pony up some money to watch a streaming version. Uh, because this cast is fantastic. Likewise, that's a pretty damn good cast. I, as you know, as we started this segment off, I know nothing about it. I've never seen a production of it. I've had no interest of watching a production of it. But that cast is hard to turn down. Yeah, and it's basically all music from the 60s, um, from yeah. uh, female voices, Aretha Franklin, Dusty Springfield, Janis Joplin, Tina Turner, etc., etc. So okay. um, we'll have... Yeah, we will have all the information in the show notes about that. And also, not only is the cast all female, but the band is as well. Hell so, yeah, now there. we're talking. The other one that I want to mention is um, we've found out some more names. They're going to be a part of Playbill's Glimmer of Light concert that'll be taking place at Radio Park um, later um, this month. It'll take place on June 17th, but will also be available to stream beginning on June 24th on both Playbill and Playbill's YouTube channel. Joining the festivities will be the likes of of uh, Demarius Copes, Ezra Menez, um, Jan Sport, Sis, as well as um, virtual performances and appearances uh, by Peppermint and Shakina Nafak. They all joined the previously announced Alex Newell, Joe Ellen Pellman, Ariana DeBose, Marty Cummings, and Max Crum. Um, this is a, a great event to celebrate Pride, and we obviously know what Pride, uh, what Playbill does for Pride every year with the Playbills. Obviously, yeah. they can't do that this year, but they are doing an in-person and virtual concert this year. And we should note that the executive producers of this um, event are Brian Campione and yep. Leonard Rodino. Yes, indeed. Do you know you know Leonard Rodino, I think, don't you, Ashley? Yes, indeed. Mr. Robbie Rizal's husband. Better half. I mean, let's be honest. If we're putting <laughs> Lynn and Robbie together, Lynn's the better half. I think, but, uh, I think Robbie would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably very true. So um, very excited about this. We'll be looking forward to watching this later this month on Playbill and their YouTube channel. All right, let's talk about some other recommendations of things that you can actually watch right this very second. The first one, we've mentioned this earlier in the week. Um, Joe Iconis and his wife, Lauren Marcus, obviously recent guests on This Week on Broadway. They were a part of Tuesday night's NY Pops Up Concerts. They did a pop-up show at Union Square. And uh, Broadway Girl NYC, Laura Haywood, was there and documented it. So you can watch the entire concert on YouTube. We will have a link to that. 
Then um, also on uh, on Wednesday, um, Broadway for Rachel Ju- Racial Justice um, released. I don't know what to call it a, a, a video, a trailer, mm. something. It was a video to recap their first year of work to signify okay. their their first anniversary of all of the incredible things that they've done, that they've pushed for, and the things that they're going to continue to fight for in the theater community moving forward. Nice. They highlighted that with also pictures and videos of uh, black and BIPOC uh, theater artists working and advocating for change and, um, and and marching and all of that stuff. So really, really cool video that if you're on, especially Instagram, uh, and follow a bunch of theater people, well, chances are do, you saw yeah. this everywhere. Uh, so, but we wanted to make sure that we mentioned that and put that in the show notes as well, Ashley. Nice. Yeah, it's been a busy year for them, unfortunately, but hopefully we get to the other side of it in a much better place. Absolutely. All right, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, what about you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. All right, don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Ashley, you and me, you want to run it back to one more time tomorrow? Oh, sure. Why not? Thanks Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Thursday, and we will talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) 